Here's something kind of funny. On the way here, uh, we were driving down the freeway, and my son, Enoch, he's almost seven years old. He's like, Dad, what church are we going to? And I said, oh, we're going to uh, Faith Community. And he's like, oh, Daddy, is that, is that the white church? And I'm like, what? He's like, you know, the white church. It's the building's white. It's up on top of the hill. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, son, yes, it is, it is the white building. And, and you know, but... Hearing Kevin talk about uh, putting ketchup on tacos, if I ever hear that's a real thing, I will refer this to as the white church. <laughs> ketchup does not go on tacos. But anyways, um, <laughs> anyways, um, it is an honor and pleasure to be here, as always, um, not only to speak and, and teach, um, but always uh, when I get the opportunity to come up and... and, and um, and, you know, play music with Dom and, and the team. So today we are going to be continuing our... I've been thinking about this for a couple weeks, you guys. Um, the questioning God, you know, and, um, and listening to uh, a couple of the messages that Pastor Vince has, has taught and... Um, and Pastor Mark, it's, it's already been said, God is not asking questions because he does not know the answer. Amen? He is an all-knowing God, all-powerful God. God, God is, when, 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 he, when he steps in and he asks us questions, it's not because he's coming in off the golf course and like, hey, I got the emergency call. What's going on? Fill me in. What did I miss? What's happening? That's, that's not why... God asks questions. And I, and I think of, of um, any time in my life that I've, I've had questions asked to me, I, I remember, I know that, that uh, a question isn't important or hold weight just, just by what is being asked, but it, it is important and it holds a lot of weight by who is asking it. Okay, if, for example, if I'm hanging around, you know, the barbecue with, with a couple of my buddies on a Saturday night, and we're just having conversation, and, some, and someone asks me, hey, like, what are your plans for the next year? You know, I might, I might say, like, I, I don't know. You know, just kind of like, you know, I, your answer could be, could be anything. The pressure, the pressure is really not there to give, to give, like, a deep answer, because, you know, the... The, the situation or who might be asking it. And, but if that same question is asked during a job interview by someone that, that you're looking to get employed by, you, you're not going to be like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> right? Even if the question is spontaneous and on, on the spot, and maybe you don't have an answer for it, 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 it de depending on who's asking it, it, it will cause you to, it will cause you to kind of like, Deep, you know, um, reach down deep and, and, and act, act, actually act, cause you to, I'm sorry, it will actually cause you to, to, to look for an answer. Oh, what is, you know, what is my, what, what do I want to accomplish this year? What, what is it that I want to set out to do? And so when God asks us questions, he's not, he's not, he's not looking for like, well, hey, what's going on? I don't, please fill me in. He's a good father. He wants you to reach down, and he, he wants you to think. He wants you to feel. 
He's a good leader. Good leaders ask questions. They don't just show up and say, hey, do what I say. I say, hey, how, how are you feeling? How are you doing? Where are you? Where are you going? Do you know where you go? A lot of times when God asks us these questions, it's because he, it's like, do you know where you're going? Do you know what you're doing? Just the other, just a couple weeks ago, we were fishing. I took my, I took my family up to, uh, to Mammoth Lakes in the summer. It's gorgeous. And I was teaching my son how to, he loves fishing. Every time we go fishing, you know, in the past, usually, you know, I tie the hook. I, I'll cast it out for him. It has a worm or power bait. And you just sit there and just kind of like, all right, we wait until fish comes. This time, he fully learned how to cast out with, with, with a lure. And he was like, and every time he was bringing, he was bringing in the line, he was catching fish. And, and you know, and so in a lake, there's like all these rocks and, and, and you know, and uh, logs and stuff. And, and he would, and once in a while, maybe more often than not, he was casting. I'm like, hey, do you want to cast over there? No, oh, and he would, it would get him to start thinking, oh, probably not, huh, Papa? Why? Oh, because it might get stuck over there. Yeah, especially, we've already lost two of our lures over there. <laughs> it's like, do, do you want to, do you want to keep doing that? No, probably not, Papa. Okay, let's, hey, let's try, let's try going just, just a little. I, I love that. The questioning God, he asks us questions, not because he does not know the answer to it, but because he wants to direct us. He wants to cause, he wants to, he wants to cause us to think, to dig deeper within ourselves. And, and usually in those, in those, in those instances, um, it reveals more about ourselves and, and our relationship with him. So the, the question that, that I chose for us today is found in Joshua chapter 7. Joshua chapter 7. Uh, we're going to be chilling in, in, in various parts of, of this chapter. Uh, if you have your Bibles, uh, you know, you could turn to chap, uh, chapter 7. If you don't, just, just sit back, relax, and just listen to the words that are being spoken, okay? Um, we're going to start, we're going to start in chapter, chapter 7, verse 10. And the reason, before I read this verse to you guys, the reason why I chose this particular question and this particular, the, 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 this particular situation that surrounds this question is because it, it really resonates with me, and I hope, I'm hoping it resonates with you. It, this isn't, this isn't a, a picking apart of Joshua's life to, to see what did he do wrong. Where did, it, where did it all go wrong? How can we correct it? Rather, the situation that, that's surrounding this question is more, I want to approach it. It's like, hey, Joshua, what could you have done better? And that really resonates with me because if you're anything like me, I don't like, I don't, I don't like when people come down on me and tell Nate, this is what you did wrong. For the most part. I, 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 I'm not really, like, if you come up to me and it's like, this is what you've done wrong, this is what, this is what you need to do, I'd be like, well, hold up. Like, you, dude, you need to come at me softer, please. I'm not going to be taking that approach to, with you guys today. Nor, nor anyone's not going to take that approach with any of us today. I want to approach this story, and I want you guys to open up your hearts and let the Holy Spirit, allow the Holy Spirit to come, not at you, but alongside of you and say, hey, you know what? Whatever you're going through right now, let's, let's, let's try to do better. 
I want to instruct you. Let's, there, there's things we can do different. There's things that we can improve on. There's things that we can do better. And so in Joshua chapter 7, verse 10, here's the question that the Lord asks to Joshua. Then the Lord said to Joshua, get up. Why do you lie thus on your face? Joshua, get up. Why are you on your face? Now, um, this, is a very, this is a very interesting place to drop in on Joshua's story. Um, Joshua, to this point, has one heck of a resume. One heck of a resume. Uh, we first hear about Joshua um, coming up as, as, a, as an apprentice, as a disciple of Moses, always hanging out in, at, in, in, in the front of, the, of, the, uh, of uh, the tabernacle, waiting for Moses to go, come out. And, and Joshua was part of the, uh, um, the, original, the original 12 spies that got sent out into the promised land. They were still out in the wilderness. And Moses says, hey, I'm going to send out some spies. And he goes along with, um, with, with some others. Remember, when they came back, a lot of them were scared, but not Joshua. A lot of them were saying, hey, you know, it's like... Dude, the promised land's full of giants. Uh, uh, you know, I don't, think, I don't think we should overtake it. Joshua comes in and says, no, if God is with us, who can be against us? So Joshua, Joshua, he's doing everything right. Moses passes away. He passes the mantle of leadership to Joshua. He's a general. They check this out. Guys, crossing from the wilderness into the promised land, they, 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 they do the Red Sea part two. The, the Jordan River opens up. He takes his people with the Ark of the Covenant into across the River Jordan. God is with Joshua. God is with Joshua. And he has, and he's, and at this point, before, before, before chapter seven, he's batting a thousand. He's one for one. The takeover of Jericho was amazing. Have you guys heard of the story of Jericho? We'll be looking at that in a little bit. But Joshua had his first major victory, and it was a miraculous victory where God brings down the walls of Jericho. It's, it, it, was, it was like anything else that had happened at the time. So Joshua has an amazing resume. He's, 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 he's followed the, 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 the commandments of the Lord. He's, he's, he's followed his direction. He's, he's highly anointed. He is, he is the leader of Israel. What is he doing on his face? What is he doing on his face? And I, and I, and I, want, to, I, want, to, I want to invite you to ask, maybe you're asking yourself the same question. Lord, I've done up to this point, you know, even though life has not been perfect, even though I've, I've made some mistakes up to this point, I've tried my best to do what you've told me to do. Why am I on my face? I've tried my best to, 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 live, to live how your word instructs me. I, I try my best. I'm, I'm here when I can be here, Lord, around other believers. I try my best. I, I'm generous. I'm, I, I try to be a good parent. I try to be a good neighbor. Lord, why is, it, why, is it, why is it that I feel like I'm on my face either now or more often than I feel like I should be? Well, family... I don't want to tell you, you, need, you what you're doing is wrong. 
but I want to invite you with the Holy Spirit, like I said earlier, maybe there's something we could do different. Maybe there's something we can do better because you're going to see the situation surrounding this question. It's more of Joshua, you, 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 we could have done this instead of, shame on you, Joshua, why'd you do that? No. There's always room for improvement. There's always room to do better. Look at verse 1 of chapter 7. Verse 1 of chapter 7. By the way, coming out of chapter 6, Joshua just had a major victory at Jericho. Okay? And it was a miraculous victory. Jericho had these walls that, were, that, that, that went... There was a double layer that went up super high. No one was getting in. No one was getting out. And Joshua receives this revelation from, from the Lord. He says, hey, I want you to circle around Jericho for, for, for seven days. Um, I don't want you, um, you know, on, uh, on the last day, I want you circling around it seven times. Don't speak uh, the first six times and on the seventh time. You guys are going to just yell out a, just give out a big old yell. And, the, you know, they're going to be playing the trumpets. And when you hear those sounds, the walls are going to come down. And they went in and they took, they took over the city. Great, great um, victory. Joshua's coming off of that, okay? So here in verse 7, it says in verse 1, but the children of Israel committed trespass regarding the accursed things. What accursed things, okay? Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, took of the accursed things, so the anger of the Lord burned against the children of Israel. Here's, here's something we need to know. When, before God, before God, when God was instructing Joshua to take over and show him how to take over Jericho, he said, hey, inside Jericho, there's going to be a lot of cool stuff. I don't want anybody taking it for themselves. The silver, the gold, like, hey, like, it's not to be, it's, I want you to literally destroy everything and those, and those beautiful things. Bring them into the treasury. Do not take them for, the, for yourself. Okay? And they did it. They did it. They had, a one, they, they had a, an immense victory. But it says here in verse 1 of chapter 7, the children of Israel committed a trespass. And this dude named Achan uh, of, of, of the tribe of Judah, he took of the accursed things. I want, I want everybody in here to say two things with me. Whoa! Say, whoa, and say this, it's not my fault. <laughs> right? Should we say that again? Whoa, this is not my fault. Has anybody ever said that? Especially, has anybody ever had something in life go sideways, and that, that's like, that, that's, that's a pretty... That's a pretty good response. You're like, maybe a step back, hands go up, and you're like, whoa, this is not my fault. Right? And, 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 and jo- dude, Joshua, um, it, reading, reading, and we're going to read some more. What we're about to read, it, it's going to want to have you, it's going to make you want to have compassion for Joshua. Whatever, whatever lead, what, we're going to find out that whatever is leading him to, to that's going to place him face down in the dirt, we see 
First, number one, it wasn't his fault. So what do we do? What do we do? Let's find out. Okay, so something was done. Something was stolen. It was not his fault. He didn't even know about it. Okay, and in verse 2, it says, Now Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, which is beside Beth-Avon, on the east side of Bethel, and spoke to them, saying, Go up and spy out the country. So the men went up and spied out Ai. See, Joshua's, Joshua's doing everything by the book here, you guys. That's how, that's how he did that with Jericho. Did you guys know that? When they crossed over the River Jordan, they sent, he sent out spies into Jericho. Sent two spies and said, hey, go, go peep out Jericho. Let us know what, you know, because they have these walls. No one's getting in. No one's getting out. We need to know how, what we're going to do. And the spies came back with good word from, from Rahab. Do you, you, guys, you guys recall that story? Right? Hey, it's like she, she, she's giving us the inside information, the details that we need. And, hey, when you go into Jericho, spare Rahab, her whole family. So this, Josh, this is, Joshua's used to this. If anything, Joshua's sticking, to, Joshua's sticking to a good formula. Hey, this worked before. God honored it before. I'm going to keep doing it. And how many of us can relate to that? Lord, you've been good in this area. I'm, I'm going to apply. I'm going to apply that to to this area. I'm like what what you called me to do. I'm I'm going to keep. I'm I'm going I'm going to do it again. You guys, it's not it's not a bad thing that Joshua's doing here. For crying out loud, David does the same thing when he's facing Goliath. Uh, you're a big giant. Should I cower and run? No. I'm going to remember, hey, you delivered me, Lord, from the lion. You delivered me from the bear. This giant's not going to be any different. This, 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 this is Joshua's David moment. It's like, hey, we're coming off a great victory. There's a new city in front of us in our promised land. How are we going to conquer it? Well, you know what? I'm, I'm going I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go back to my playbook. I'm going to send out some spies. So Joshua, Joshua's doing everything by the book. He's doing everything how I, I would do it. And in verse 3, it says, Then they returned to Joshua and said to him, Do not let all the people go up, but let about two or 3,000 men go up and attack it. Do not wear, weary all the people there, for the people of Ai are few. Now, now... Okay, this is where it kind of gets like, mm, are you getting a little, are you getting a little, are you, are you getting a little too sure of yourself here now, Joshua? Maybe, maybe, but as of right now, he's still, he's, he's still, in my, in, in, in my opinion, he, he's, he's still, he's still going by a pretty good playbook. He's sending out spies. They've given the report. This, this, this city AI is not is not is not strong. They don't is not mighty. It's like, hey, you know what? Maybe maybe we need to give the guys a, uh, most of the army a rest. Why not? Let's let's okay. The report saying let's only send up maybe two three thousand at most. We're gonna give the rest of the guys a rest. So in verse four, so about three thousand men went up, and there and there from. And went up there from the people, but they fled before the men of Ai. 
And the men of Ai struck them down about 36, uh, struck down about 36 men, for they chased them from before the gate as far as, as far as Shearbarim, and struck them down on the descent. Therefore, the hearts of the people melted and became like water. So they suffered a major defeat. Now he's one and one. 500. What happened? Lord, I've done everything that you've asked me so far. I've been, I've been faithful since the very beginning. You, I didn't ask for this. You raised me up. You, you've put me, you, you've given me charge. I, you, I've witnessed you open the rivers, the waters we've gone through. I've listened to you. You've, you've blessed us. I have seen you with us. God, what, what is happening? Why did we lose this time? And so in verse 6, Joshua tore his clothes, fell to the earth on his face before the ark of the Lord until evening, and he and the elders of Israel, they put dust on their heads. Has anybody ever done anything like that? That's a bummer. Tearing of clothes. I'm like, no, this is my favorite black shirt, dude. I don't want to do that. Putting dust on your head? That, that's, 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 major, that's major grief. And look what Joshua says in verse 7. Alas, Lord God, why have you brought this people over here, over the Jordan at all, to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites, to destroy us? Oh, that we, oh, that we would have been content and dwelt on the other side of the Jordan. You guys, this is where it starts hitting home. Lord, why, why, why did you bring me here? Why, 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 have you moved, why have you moved me here? Why, have you, why, why, why has your spirit led me, led me to, 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 to maybe this job or maybe to this location here in San Diego? Why, why, why I, thought we, I, thought we had, I thought we had a good thing going on here, Lord. I'm obedient to you. I follow you. And, and, and you lead me. Why, 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 have you, why have you brought us to this? Why is that person sick? Why have I lost this? Why, why am I facing, why have I lost my job? Why, 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 is, why are all these things happening? Joshua has all these questions. We would have been content I would have been fine where I was. And in verse 8, O oh Lord, what shall I say when Israel turns its back before its enemies? For the Canaanites and all the inhabitants of the land of Israel will hear and surround us and cut off your name from the earth. Then what will you do for your great name? And that's where it brings us to verse 10. And the Lord said to Joshua, Get up. Why do you lie on your face? Family, I want you guys to relate to Joshua here. What he's facing. He just suffered his major first blow to his military. And it wasn't his fault. I didn't, I, I didn't steal that stuff. 
It could very similarly look like, hey, Lord, like, I, I'm not, you know, why, why is the economy doing what it's doing? That's not my fault. Why am I being affected? Why is the housing market the way it is? That's not my fault. Why can't I afford to buy a home? I try to eat well. I take my vitamins. That's not my fault. Lord, why am I being sick? Or why, why, is, my, why is someone in my family suffering through, through an illness or a disease? We didn't ask for this. It's not my fault. Family, there's always going to be things happening around us that is not your fault, that is outside of your control. There's always going to be things happening that need to be dealt with. I'm not going to sit here and I'm, I'm not going to say, this is what Joshua did wrong. But there is something in here that says, Joshua, there is something that, there is something you should have done different. There is something you could have done better. Joshua falls on, oh, but, and by the way, when stuff goes sideways, when stuff gets really hard, falling on your face before the Lord, that's a good place to be. Right, amen? That, that, yeah. That, that, turning to the Lord, that, that's a good place to turn to. That is a good person to consult with. Lord, what's going on? I give, I give, in this whole situation, I give Joshua, an honest, I give him an A+. Plus. I do. Something happened that was outside of your control. It wasn't your fault. Something needs to be dealt with. You didn't know that until after the fact. And then when everything comes crumbling down and you're being chased away, you turn to the right person. You fall on your face. Humility, humbly, Joshua, that's A plus, dude. That's, that's a lot better than I have done at times. He could have gone to the Lord. He could have blamed him. What are you doing? Why have you done this? I'm not serving you no more. He could, he could have. But he went humbly before his Lord. Face down. Kudos, Joshua. There's one thing I want to I I highlight here. This is not Joshua's first time being face down before the Lord. That comes the previous time in chapter, in the previous chapter, chapter 6. And, and before we look at that, you guys, isn't it interesting? Falling on your face before the Lord, seeking his face, worshiping him, that, that is a wonderful thing, isn't it, Dom? That we should be striving for that. Why would the Lord show up before Joshua? I would think he would say, oh, my Joshua, this is, this is, this is good. This is great. You are seeking me. But no, the Lord shows up and he says, get up. Why? I thought being on your face before the Lord, humbly before, humbling yourself before your God, worshiping him was a good thing. It is. But why is God telling him to get up? Because this is not the first time Joshua has been on his face before the Lord. The first time he's been on his face before the Lord was actually found in, jo in the previous chapter, 
they had just crossed the River Jordan, okay? I'm sorry, in chapter 5. If you want to write that down and highlight it, it's in chapter 5, starts in verse 13. They just crossed the River Jordan. They just set, it, they just set up a, uh, some rocks to commemorate that crossing. And now Joshua's standing before this city called Jericho. There's no way in. There's no way out. And he's just like, how are we going to do this? And look what it says in verse 13 of chapter 5. And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted his eyes and looked and beheld. And behold, a man stood opposite with him from opposite him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said, are you for us or are you for our adversaries? So Joshua, get, get this, you guys. I know, the, I know the words aren't up on the screen. But, but envision this in your head. Joshua is in front of a wall. How am I going to get through this? And, he's in, and, and because it says he had to lift up his head, so his head is down. He's like, what am I going to do? He turns. He lifts his eyes. There's a, guy, there's a dude standing across from him. He has a sword drawn out. If I saw that, I'd be like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> but Joshua, being brave, the newly anointed general that he is, he runs up to him and he says, hey, are you, for, are you on our side? And listen to what this dude with the sword says. He says, neither. Like, what? He says, neither. For he said, no, but as the commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. Who do you think that was? Who do you think is the commander of the Lord's army? What's his name? Jesus, right? It's not an angel. It's not an angel. It's Jesus. It was the Son of God. It was, it was the, the, he is the commander of the Lord's army. Joshua figures this out real quick. And look what he does. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshiped and said to him, What does my Lord say to his servant? Interesting. The Lord of the, the, the commander of the Lord's army does not say, Hey, get up. No, he lets him be. So you have two similarities in these stories. God is before Joshua. Joshua is on his face. One time, the first time, the Lord lets him be. He actually actually tells him, he goes on and says, Hey, then the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, Take off your sandals, off your foot, off your feet, for the place where you stand is holy. And so Joshua did so. What? But the next time that Joshua is on his face before the Lord, he says, Get up. Why are you on your face? Something interesting is happening here, you guys. In, in this life, on this, in this world, in, jo in Joshua's time, who, was the, who had the right to be the commander of the Lord's army? Who was it, who was it given to? It was given to Joshua. He didn't steal anything. He didn't take it. It was given to him. He was, it was his right. He is the commander of the Lord's army. He has the entire military of Israel that look to him and say, what are, what, give, us, give us our orders, sir. It was him. But then God shows up. 
God shows up with sword drawn in hand. He said, I am the commander of the Lord's army. And by falling to his face before the Lord, he was giving up his right to be the commander of the Lord's army and giving it over to the real commander of the Lord's army. That is a beautiful picture of what, we, of what happens to you and I. We are, we, we are born with, with this, we have this right to be the shot callers of our lives. I, I, am the, I, I, I say what goes. I, I make my own destiny. I make my own decisions. That's my right as a human being. Then we give our lives to Jesus. We give up that. Look, Lord, I am, I am acknowledging that you, are, uh, that you are king of kings and lord of lords. I'm giving you the right to be the lord of my life, to be the king of my life. I bow before you. I lay down before you. I lay down my life. That's what we do. It's a, be- it's a, it's a beautiful representation of what's... Now, and, 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 and I get to walk away. I'm like, I, I, st- I still get to live my life freely, but I'm, I live it under Jesus, under his direction. This commander of the Lord's army wasn't, 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 what didn't, wasn't there to take, to take anything away from Joshua. He's like, give me that sword. Like, give me those keys. I'm driving now. Get in the back seat. But he actually sat him down and said, hey, this is how you're going to get into Jericho. This is what you're going to do. You're going to, cir- you're going to walk in circles. You're going to give out a great yell. You're going to send the ark before me. You're going to play the trumpets, and you're going to see me move mightily. Joshua's writing it down. Okay, okay, Lord, what else? And he does it. Fast forward to this, to this, he's now standing in front of the city called AI. Does everything kind of, kind of the same. He sends in spies. What could Joshua have done better? He, he, he already gave, he already gave control to the Lord. Wise decision. But he should have kept walking in that. What could have Joshua done better, maybe done different? He should have sought out the Lord. He should have gone back to God. What, what would you, how would you have me take down this city that is before me? And God would have told him. He would have. You guys, this changes nothing. What that man did by taking... By taking those accursed things, that it, 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 it changes nothing. Things are going to happen in your life and my life that we don't know about. Things are going to happen in your life and my life that we have no control over. Things are going to happen in your life and my life that, that are not our fault. That's inevitable. Following Jesus, giving, giving, giving full um, full command over to, to Jesus as Lord and Savior does not erase all of those things and make them go away. Those things are inevitable. But if Joshua would have gone to Jesus first, gone to the Lord first, Lord, as commander of the Lord's army, tell me what to do. 
God, God, the Lord would have told him, hey, there, there, there's, there's something going on in Israel you need to deal with. This is inevitable. This needs to be dealt with. And it's better to deal with it now than after. Get up. Why are you on your face? I love it when you're on my face, my dear child, but I don't want it to be like this. I don't take joy in, in calamity. I don't take joy in defeat. I, get up. Let me tell you what you need to do. And, God, and, and the Lord, and, and going on into, into chapter 7, after verse 10, he tells him, it's like, hey, sin, Israel has sinned. There's sin in the camp. Somebody took the accursed thing, stole it without telling it. They disobeyed my voice. They've hid it under his tent. This is what you're going to do. You're going to call all the tribes together. You're, I'm going to point out which tribe it is. You're going to, and the tribe that comes forward, you're, I'm going to tell you what house it is. I'm going to tell you what family it is. I'm going to tell you what man it is. I'm, we're going to go down the line, Joshua. And after Joshua, it is only after Joshua deals with this, the Lord says, all right, now you're ready. This is how I want you to take down AI. And which, by the way, when you guys do take it down, you guys can keep the spoils for yourselves. <laughs> Family, there's always going to be stuff happening in your life that you don't know about. Comes out of left field. It's out of your control. Get up. There's going to be stuff always happening that, in your life that needs to be dealt with. Get up. We know that God has a plan for our lives. We know that God has plans for our lives. Can I challenge you in something? How many times do we say, oh, God has a plan, and we just keep living our lives? God has a plan. Well, yeah. But when's the last time you went to him and asked him, God, what is that plan? I have given up command. I've given, I've given full control and, and leadership over to you, my Lord. You, you are in command. When was the last time you checked in with your commanding officer? This could have been avoided. This does not make Joshua a bad, a bad uh, military leader. This does not make Joshua a bad child of God. Hear me on this. Whatever is going on in your life that has made you find yourself, that has found yourself face down, asking God, what is up? That does not make you a bad follower of Jesus. What can we do better? Regularly check in with our Lord. Lord, there's these things that are happening I have no, I have no control over. What do you want me to do with it? What can't, what, 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 how do you want me to respond? Lord, there's something, there's, there's something happening in my family. There's something happening in my, in my place of work. Like, how, how do you want me to deal, be, how do you want me to deal with it? Because it has to be dealt with. Guys, stuff has to get dealt with no matter what. Isn't it better to go to the Lord before and ask, hey, how, how do you want me to go into this? If we don't deal with it sooner or later, you know, find, you know, 
you know, winding up face down before our Lord. That, that, that's, that's, that's a good place to be. But go to you, go, God is with you. He's in you. Ask him, what do you have for my life? How do you want me to finish up this year, 2023? What, Lord, what does 2024 have for me? How do you want me to proceed? How do you want me to respond with this situation in my family? When my, when my, when my kid comes to me and tells me this. How do you want me to respond when, when, when my boss does this? How do, you want me to, how do you want me to go forward when we're facing uh, uh, a sickness or tragedy in our family? Lord, tell me. I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you, fam. Don't just say, oh, God has a plan. Seek him. God, what is that plan? Hey, Don, why don't you come up real quick? God, what is that plan? that you have for my life. When talking about plans, um, I think of Proverbs 16. 16 verse 9. You guys have probably heard it. It says, In their hearts, a man plans, in his heart, a man plans his course. But it is the Lord that establishes his footsteps. Okay? It is the Lord that establishes his footsteps. Um, the best way I could, I could explain this or hit this home is, and we're, we're far enough south here in San Diego, you guys are going to get this. Um, when you guys are coming up, when we're driving on the 5 in downtown, and you could either keep going on the 5 north or you could get on the 163. Do you guys know where that's at? Yeah? <clears throat> it says something interesting over, over, over a sign on 163. It says, to Escondido, the 163 freeway. That's, okay, and, and that's, yeah, we get on that to, to, go, to go back home for us. We're, we're going to hop on the 163, you know. <clears throat> it'll, it'll take us back up to where we live in San Marcos. But here's the thing, you guys. The 163 doesn't go to Escondido. It terminates Where? And Miramar? <laughs> and imagine if you've never been here before and you get on the 163 and you have to go to Escondido. Somebody told you you need to go to Escondido or else. And you get there and, and, and the 163 runs out and you find yourself in Miramar and you, don't, and you don't have a map. You don't know where you're going. You might start to panic and be like, oh, did I miss it? I'm going to get off. I'm going to go back. No. You didn't miss it. It's just the 163 merges into the 15, and that's going to take you to where you need to go. God, you make the plans in your life. Hey, I'm going to serve at this church. I'm going to raise my family in this city, and I'm going to, and I'm, I'm, I'm going for it. Keep making those plans. But I want to encourage you. When, when, we could, when we could learn from what Joshua could have done better and regularly check in with our Lord, he will, he will let you know what's coming up. Hey, I've set you on the 163. 
I have you going up north towards Escondido and San Marcos. There's something you need to know. That freeway is going it's, it's to gonna, it's gonna change names in the middle. You're still on the right track. And, and, and the way that you're going, it, it's, it, it, it's, it's, that freeway has already been paved and established for you to drive on. Keep going. Don't freak out. Don't get off. Don't go back. Keep going. This, this is what I want you to do. Check in with your Lord. Get up. Be, being on our face before our Lord, it's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing in worship. He doesn't take joy in it when, when we come to him like, Lord. like It's acceptable. It's wonderful. But he, he doesn't take joy in our calamity. He doesn't take joy in, in, in the things that, that knock, us, knock us down. I want to encourage you guys today. Get up. Check in. Keep following those dreams and those plans that you've made in your heart. But check in, check in, with, the, 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 check in with the Lord that, is, that has paved the road for you to go on. So you won't be surprised when, when it takes a when it takes a curve. So you won't want to feel like, hey, I need to get off. I need to go back. I thought, I think I missed my, I think I missed it. No. Keep going. Keep putting yourself in a place where God could ask you questions. Hey, is that is that is that what you want to be doing? And maybe open up and ask him a few questions. It's okay to say, Lord, I don't know if that's what I want to be doing. Is that what I want to be doing? <laughs> Is this the direction I should be going in? He'll tell you. He'll tell you. He's not going to keep it a secret. He's not going to wait. He's not, oh, that's for me to know and for you to find out. No, he will tell you. He will let you know. Because not only is he a questioning God, he is a loving father that wants the best for you. And the best is not just great things and never, never to face, never to face anything difficult. The best is to empower you to get through those things that are inevitable. The things you don't see coming, the things that are not your fault, it's those things. Amen? Stand up with me, you guys. Lord, um, I want to, we, we, we come before you this morning, and you see us, you see us where we are, where we are, you see us lying, lying down, our, some of us are lying on our faces, we're wondering what the heck is going on, some of us, some of us are are found in, in places, hey, we, like, this isn't our fault, this, this wasn't, we had no control over this, this isn't, this isn't a, this isn't a repercussion to our own decisions, we're just, what's going on? There's some of us, we're kind of, we're, we're, we're maybe a little timid of what the future holds. There's some of us that, that we are unsure of, 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 of what to do next. Thank you, Jesus. 
for being before us and being the Lord of our lives and, 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 and having the ability and the, and the desire to take over as commander of our lives. Holy Spirit, I ask that you, would, that you would just move upon our hearts to continue on a daily basis to surrender to you, Jesus, to keep saying, telling you, you are the commander of my life. I surrender my, my will to run my life over to you. Direct me. Let me know. Let me know where to go. Encourage me when to stay on. Incur- uh, uh, let me know when, when, when to slow down. Let me know when to speed up. Direct my footsteps, Lord. Not only according to the plans that we want to, 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 to accomplish, but according to the plans that you have for our lives. And your word says you have good plans for our lives, not to, not to, not to give us calamity, but to give, to, to give us a future and to give us hope. We thank you for this, Jesus. And all in your name, Lord, we, we ask this. Amen.